Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Gary, good afternoon. How are you today? We're good, Jim. How about you down there in Florida? Sunny Florida. Yeah, well, I would sunny assume and, it's sunny. I, I guess I don't know, but yeah, like sunny and uh, sunny and, and rainy, but mostly sunny. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, our temperature is about uh, eighty degrees, so it's pretty good. What's the weather like up there? Is it starting to turn? Beautiful, just a beautiful weekend. Uh, sunshine, nice. It's been a nice week, actually, um, and that's that's nice. I mean, it's not too hot, not too cold, and uh, it's gonna be just a nice time of the year as you get into the fall up here, and uh, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the leaves that come off the trees, but there's still quite a few leaves. So I'm looking forward to a, a nice fall season and. Uh, all the uh, the colors in the trees, and we'll see what the trees look like because they didn't get a lot of water this year. Yeah. But um, one of the interesting things that happens at this time of the year up here in the Twin Ports, Jim, is the uh, uh, the migration of the birds. And you know, Hawk Ridge is a very busy place this time of year, and you can go up there any day of the week and really on weekends if you go up there it's just packed with people you know and they have a uh, like a little pavilion up there um, about a uh, quarter four or five blocks in from uh, Glenwood Street and that's where all the activity is so if anybody's interested in that stuff it's a uh, it's very cool to go up there and see the kids love it and there's a lot of trails and everything up there but to learn about the bird migration and see how many people are really into this it's uh, it's a pretty big deal up here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's a cool area to uh, to just hang out and uh, especially watch, um, you know, what's what's going on um, with the birds. But also, you know, it's it's just really cool place, like you say, with all the trails and stuff up there as well. So, yeah, so good time of year up here. And and then the other thing, Jim, and when it comes to real estate. I, I'm just, you know, a little bit baffled by the activity. It's still incredible what is going on out in our marketplace. And and I don't mean just, you know, Duluth, but I mean across the bridge and everything. I mean, Duluth Superior, the Twin Ports as a whole, is just rocking and rolling when it comes to real, acti real estate activity right now. And uh, I, I think, you know, the – and the other thing that I'm seeing is we have a little – bit of a lull where there was the last two or three weeks or whatever where there wasn't a lot of homes coming on the market and i think as we got past the fourth of july and we got into the end of july we had a lot of the uh those canadian forest fires that were causing a lot of the smoke to come down here right. in the twin ports and it was really bad and uh we were had this like lull of homes coming on the market i mean there were homes coming on the market but it just seemed like there wasn't a lot of activity. But I'll tell you something, man, once we got through this Labor Day holiday, boom, I think the floodgates have opened up and you're seeing a ton of homes come on the market now, especially this past week. Uh, uh, but going into these things, it's uh, uh, just amazing, the activity, you know? Right, yeah. And and it's, you know, it's the same down here. It's... Uh it's crazy. I've got some people that are trying to buy, and it's uh, it's frustration. Um, I had people last week that lost out, or earlier this week, I should say, we're not in the next week yet, um, lost out on uh, 
two properties um, in a bidding war. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just, um, um, it's, it's hard to go through, you know, but not everybody can win. Um, so you just keep plugging away until you, until you get one and you don't overpay, which is what we're not, you know, we're not doing. And, um, but their, 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 their bid is comfortable, uh, where they're at. And if they get it, they get it. They don't, they don't. Um, but still it's, it's very trying on, on folks. So yeah, the market down here is, is crazy. Uh, you, you put a property on the market and, uh, it's got instant showings. Um, and, uh, there's, there's all kinds of price ranges that are selling, um, later on today, uh, I'm sorry, it's, it's on, it's on Tuesday of next week. We have a, we have an office tour, not an office tour, but we have a tour of a property, um, that all the realtors in the area are invited to. And this property, Gary is four and a half million dollars. Um, and they're serving some pretty good food, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get some some lunch on Tuesday. Um, but you know, it's right on. It's right on the water. It's got a boat lift, and I mean, geez, you walk out your back door and jump on a boat, and away you go. It's it's kind of cool um, how that works. Uh, you know, in some of these places down here. So um, the waterfront property here. Um, is is more than just an inland lake, so it, it's it's kind of crazy. And the one thing too about when you buy a waterfront property here, the waterfront is always changing, you know, because of the tide. Because um, most of these places are on a canal, and um, the tide is kind of interesting when you when you're on a canal, Gary, because you can there's a current, there's a definite current going in, a definite definite current going out. Um, and uh, it, you know it's just very interesting to watch it. It's very it's very surreal for a guy that's grew up on Lake Superior, um, watching watching the tide do its work. But you got to be careful. You know, in a you know even if you're right on a canal, you know you can't just go out at any time. You might you might have very low water. Um, so it's interesting. But uh, to go through these these million dollar properties. Um, four million, five million. I mean, and, and they're selling. You know, um, there, there's there's some that are selling, and a lot of them are selling cash. So there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money down here in the high end. So that's for sure. Yeah. Well, one of the interesting stories this week um, that you know deals with the mortgage interest rates, and they certainly remain favorable. Oh my gosh! Um, yes, they're so low. Yeah, well, I mean, locally, the 30-year conventional fix is still under 3%. Right. And, and you, if you want to get a 15-year loan, you're down in the low twos. So, uh, interesting. But nationally, Jim, they remain favorable, these interest rates, but the mortgage applications are down. Um, and they're down significantly, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. And they're asking the question, why... Why is that happening? And I, they are attributing it to a couple things. They say that inflation is becoming a big concern for people. The cost right. of goods is, is really becoming a concern for people. But they also think that the, um, the activity, the, uh, uh, the lack of inventory, the uh, constant multiple offers, you know, people have just gotten burnt out. Yeah. And, and they're starting to just, you know, uh, take a back seat, 
watch what's going on. And I think that the housing market is going to remain solid and stable, that it's not going into any type of a recession anytime soon, but that people have just become burnt out. And, you know, when you think about this, this has been going on for a couple of years. And if you're one of those buyers that has consistently been shut out of the marketplace, I do believe there comes a point where you say, I, you know, what's the point of going out anymore? We're not going to get anything. You know, and I think you get burnt out and you just take a break. And uh, uh, so nationally, I, I think that, that that's certainly a trend that's going on. I don't think that happens a lot here locally. But I think that one of the other things too, Jim, is, and this doesn't affect everybody, but I think like you take the, um, the hurricane, Hurricane Ida a couple of weeks ago, um, that's going to devastate a real estate community wherever it is. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you get down into that uh, uh, Louisiana area, there's just no way that, that, that the real estate economy is, is going to thrive. And it could take, it could take a couple of years for it to come back. I mean, it's, this is a very big thing, you know, these natural disasters and it devastates local communities. Uh, and when you talk about the flooding and, and what has to happen uh, after, you know, the, the water recedes and the houses get cleaned out, I mean, these are not quick fixes. And, and that's a big area. That's a lot of people and a lot of houses. And so it affects the real estate, uh, you know, economy when these natural disasters happen. It's the same with the fires, you know, in California. And so I think that those things have a big impact on, you know, what's going on uh, nationally as well. You know, and speaking of the fires, um, man, we're seeing we're seeing California people come here. And uh, just like, uh, uh, you know, the first I heard about the you know, people moving because of the fires were when you were you were working with that gal that had those two triplexes out in California and she bought a condo in Duluth. Um, because she just couldn't stand the smell of the smoke anymore, or couldn't breathe it anymore. And I've had um, several instances where people are saying the same thing. They just like, you know, they, they love the state, but they, it just doesn't stop burning. So I think those things, you're right, these natural disasters, and whether you call that a natural disaster or, or poor planning or whatever, I, um, or, or, you know, errant um, campfires or whatever causes them, uh, it's, you know, Hurricanes are, are totally unpredictable, but man, um, these fires are really getting out of control and they're really affecting people's way of life, you know, if you can't. Well, people's lives, you know, in general, I mean, you, you, you're born and raised in some place and you've established roots and you go back decade after decade after decade and then all of a sudden you say you had enough. I mean, you've got to leave and that's not that's not easy to do is just pack up the life where you've grown up and everything that you've known and move to some place that is relatively unknown so yeah. that that has a, a psychological effect on people too and so uh, i think the emotional effect the psychological effect that people go through with having to uproot themselves and move to some place that's that's new i i just don't think we've you know it's probably going to be several years before we see data on how and what it really did to people right emotionally how it really affected them and uh um but one thing's for sure jim we live in a time that's unprecedented, uh, and when it comes to the real estate and, and, and where people live in the houses that, you know, that they, they have and they grow and they know, um, 
it's the emotional component of real estate and what we deal with right now at this time is unlike anything that I've ever witnessed um, in, in the 30 years that I've been in real estate. It's a very, I would say the emotional uh, you know, meter on this thing is as high as it's ever been. There you go. All right, well, hold that thought, buddy. We got to take a break. Folks are tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodding and Gary Callagher from Remax. I'm down in Florida. Uh, if you want to reach me, you can still reach me on our on my old 218 number, which is 218-348-7653. And Gary, why don't you give out your phone number? I'm at 218-390-0615. And I want to put a shout out there for some real estate because I've got some buyers uh, that are looking for uh uh, certain types of housing and in particular I have some buyers that are are looking uh, you know they would like something if it could be rural great if it could be on a lake great if it could be on a river great uh, but just basically looking for um, you know a, a nice home they can spend up to uh, uh, $800,000 you know right in there and if um, we have what we can do it's called a one-time showing gym Right. And what you can do is if you are thinking about selling your house, but maybe haven't put it on the market, you know, we can come in and we can we can work for a, a little bit less of a real estate commission um, on, a, on what we call a one time showing. So if you're interested in something like that, uh, you, again, call me 218-390-0615 up here. Also have buyers uh, that will spend up to three, three to five hundred thousand dollars want to live. Uh, they want a lake view. Um, if you have anything like that, that would be great. And then land, raw land is uh, uh, something that uh, there are some buyers out there for as well. So if you have any of that, you want to do a one-time showing, let me know. Well, there you go. Um, Gary, down here, uh, I was looking at some historical figures. Um, Ten-year uh, average, or I'm sorry, median price um 10 years ago versus today. And 10 years ago, down here in this little area of Punta Gorda, Florida here, uh, and uh, which would include Port Charlotte and, and um, you know all the way up to uh, Venice, um, average sale price was a little bit, um, or the median sale price was a little bit like 150, and now it's basically doubled. So the median sale price in ten years is basically doubled. I thought I thought that was amazing. That's pretty significant. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, especially when you consider the recession. Yeah. I mean, that was the height of the recession. If you go back ten years in twenty eleven. Right. Yeah. So it's it's basically. Yeah, I'm sure that if you go back ten years earlier, the the numbers would the the, the median you know would have been a lot different as well. Um, you know, I was reading some interesting news and they were talking about all these <clears throat> mortgages um, where they were delaying the payments. You know, people could delay um, their mortgage payments because of COVID and that's all coming to an end and um, they're not going to uh, do anything to extend that. And Apparently, Gary, um, the people that have been in the mortgage forbearance, on average, their property values since the start of the pandemic have increased by more than 10%. And uh, they're saying that even if they're forced to get out of their house, 
there shouldn't be a lot of foreclosures out there because of it, because of the equity position that keeps going up right now for those folks. So if somebody you know, isn't back to work, they can't get back to work, they can't make their house payment, they have to sell it um, because of the economy and because of the real estate values, uh, people are, are not going to have to go into foreclosure, they're saying. It's so they don't expect it to really even be a bump on the economy. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, this is something that we, we touched on um, last year during, you know, while we were in this pandemic here. And uh, with the forbearance program and, you know, people out of the work and everything and how that was going to affect people moving forward and how that was going to affect the uh, potential foreclosure market. And I still think we're going to have a bump in foreclosures coming up here. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near significant as what we went through in the recession but i do think that there there's going to that is going to happen and i think you know there was a report that was out earlier this week that said that there were like 10 million available jobs in the u.s right and that some of these unemployment uh levels were still very high people on on unemployment and so i i think we're we're still dealing with some fallout from people liking being on unemployment versus the available jobs. And I think when when this all ends and shakes out, I still think we're gonna have some foreclosures that we're gonna uh, deal with here, but I don't think it's gonna be anywhere near as bad as, as we all think it's gonna be. But I think it's gonna be, um, I, I think we're gonna have to deal with it and it's, it's gonna happen. And I've certainly noticed uh, some of these foreclosures coming into the marketplaces or the marketplace up here. Uh, not a lot, but it's. I think it started to happen. Yeah, I, I, I think that you're right. I think that some people are still going to be upside down regardless. But, um, you know, um, it, it's very nice to know that uh, the, the real estate values are going up. So we're not going to have a huge hiccup um, if we have a hiccup at all. So. All right. So, Gary, Jim, touch, I, go ahead. No, I have a story. If uh, I just want yeah, to talk no, go right ahead. Go into it. Yep, that's perfect. Well, one of the things that you know, I was, you know, things amaze me in the real estate world here locally. That I uh, sometimes you shake your head, and I've been dealing with a couple that has has written offer after offer after offer on houses. We haven't gotten anything. They've thrown their arms up. They wanted to leave the market, get out of it, just quit. Enough. I can't take it. They get their hearts broken. And uh, it's been a real emotional roller coaster uh, trying to, to get the. And it's a young couple. I mean, they're in their you know early thirties. And uh, last week, for whatever reason, uh, you know they they're in our system where they get emailed houses, and she she sent me this house, and and uh, she said, "Why isn't this house sold?" And I looked at it, and I'm like. <clears throat> And from the, from the looks of it, I thought, boy, it's just too small. I mean, this is just a small house. And she goes, can you go look at it for us? Because they're, they're, they live out of town. And I said, sure. And I went over there and I drove up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this house is so small. <laughs> you know, and, and I got inside the house and I'm like, oh, well, this is a nice house. And I, I started walking to the back of the house and I'm doing a little video tour with them. And, uh, these people had built this addition off the back of the house and you couldn't see this in the pictures. And, I, and I'm walking through this house and I'm thinking, wow, this house is, is pretty nice. And I go down the basement and there's the basement from the existing house and then there's this basement 
from this new addition. They had built this whole new addition basement and everything. Wow. And I walk into this basement addition and it like explodes at me. And I'm like, and it's like this family room. It's just got a walkout. It's just, and I'm thinking to myself and I'm saying to these folks, this place is pretty nice. I mean, and, and these people, you, you know, had lived in this house a long time. They've taken really good care of it. Uh, went upstairs, they had this master bedroom, and it was just, uh, this house kept, like, exploding at me, and I, you know. And then I go outside, and it's, like, nice, the deck. They go to the garage, and it's a huge two-plus car garage with a big parking area on the side of it. And I'm, I'm talking to these guys, and I'm saying, guys, I don't know what's going on, but I think the market has missed this house. And this wasn't a bad price. And uh, they looked at the videos, they called me and they said, let's write an offer. And this is going into the Labor Day holiday. Right. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we better work quick on this thing or we're not gonna get anything done. It's gonna be, you know, several days. So we made an offer on this house and it was less than asking price, which is very unusual in today's market. And, uh, it was Friday night before the Labor Day holiday, and the agent said, I can't get the sellers tonight, but I'll be with them first thing in the morning. And she did. She got with them Saturday morning. And by God, they signed that offer. And uh, uh, we just did the inspection on it, and it got a decent bill of health. We're negotiating a couple little things on it. But but my gosh, I can't believe the market missed this. This house is a beautiful home. It's a well-priced and uh, the buyers, uh, when they finally came up and they walked during the inspection, they walked through there, the lady was just giddy. She was just like, now I know why we didn't get a house because this house was meant to be for us. She just couldn't get over how much she fell in love with this house. And uh, I was just so happy that it was theirs. And so uh, from time to time, the market will miss these houses, but I think the market missed a really nice house and these folks were lucky they got it. And and occasionally that stuff happens, but it's rare. Yeah, I just had a, a home inspection on a property down here um, yesterday. And, um, you know, um, typical things down here are uh, maybe some hairline cracks and tiles and things. Um, another thing is, is that, you know, nothing really lasts very long. The, 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 uh, there's constant beating on plumbing and things of that nature. Um, and, and this place came out with a pretty pretty clean bill of health, but um, the home inspections down here are a little bit different than they are up there uh, in terms of, of everything that they look for. Some of these systems, um, it's interesting to learn these new systems, Gary, like a, like a system that, that operates a pool or a system that, that operates you know, the, the air conditioning. Um, I know we have houses that have air conditioning up there, central air, but um, down here, every single one does. And uh, the inspections on those things is, is, is very interesting. I've seen them torn apart before now. And uh, yeah, lots of learning and um, definitely still need the home inspection no matter what you buy, right? Yeah, what are some of the big issues? I mean, one of the things that we don't deal with up here is like termites and... Right those types of things do you have like termite inspections um yeah uh, but see the things? thing you don't we don't have a lot of termite inspections because most of the properties are block that's why they use block that's why they don't use they don't build with wood um i mean you know you it's it's block and then they 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 add the uh, uh the stud walls on after that so it's um 
Yeah, not, not a lot of termites. Uh, I would say that what we run into is um, probably roofing. Um, they, they've got to be um, uh, kind of windproof. Uh, there, there's a lot of different insurance credits that you can get for how your roof is attached to your house. How you, I, I'm should, I shouldn't say that. How, your, how the, uh, the roof structure is attached to your house. Uh, they've come a long way here to keep things from from blowing away during a hurricane, and uh, so th- there's a lot of a lot of different little insurance credits that you could get here that you won't get anywhere else. There's um, and when there's a lot of pools, obviously, like I was talking about, um, some of the other things that we see on home inspections is you know is the is there any cracks out in the in the pool patio area. Um, cause that can mean, you know, bad news for the pool going forward too. So, um, those are, those are some of the things, but I think that, you know, the roofing and the air conditioning, um, you know, just th- those kind of things that, that you, you have to have in good condition in order to, you know, pay these kind of numbers for these houses. So, uh, it's always nice to get a uh, home inspection back that has, um, you know, relatively a clear bill of health. So, yeah. What about flood insurance? I think you know we've talked yeah. about this uh, in Florida before. Uh, how is is homeowners flood insurance handled? I mean, I've I've heard that you there are certain times of year that you can't buy flood insurance mm. uh, on homes no. on there. Do you are you familiar with anything? No, I've, that? I, I guess I've never heard that. I I, I can't. I can't specifically say that that's absolutely not true, but I've never heard that. Um, and, you know, it depends on the flood zone that you're in. Um, like, for example, we're in a development here that is probably, I don't know, 500 homes, I guess, is the whole the whole community. And we are not located in a flood zone. But if you go about, mm, I would say, half a mile down the road from here, there is a section that is um, low enough to be in a in a flood zone, and those folks do carry flood insurance. Uh, and I, I I guess I've never noticed like after I mean we get rain down here that's crazy. I mean it's like a the, you know it's like God's dumping buckets of water right on your car instantly. It's kind of crazy how fast it comes down. Um, and and you can you can go by areas where you know the ditches are overwhelmed and things. But if I go down into that area where it's supposedly into in a flood zone, um, I don't really notice um, any more standing water than I do here. But I think it's it's because of the proximity of a lake. But and let's say that 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 somebody needs flood insurance, and let's say that the house is you know let's say it's worth three hundred thousand dollars. It's generally uh, for something like that. Generally, the cost of that is probably twelve to fourteen hundred bucks. Now, as the value of your house goes up, obviously, you know, um, so will the insurance to cover it. Um, but, you know, that's kind of like the only experience I've had with somebody having to buy flood insurance was like right around 300000 So, and um, I don't know if that's a standard rate or, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's out of my realm of, uh, of knowledge, but it's, it's not cheap, 1200 bucks. It's like, uh, um, but it's great insurance. Jim, um, we had a unique house sell up in the Twin Ports recently. Well, it's pending. Okay, we got about a Uh, minute before we got to cut the break. So I don't know if you want to talk about it now or when we come back. 
Uh, let's talk about it when we come back. Okay. It's, it's kind of a unique house and uh, uh, interesting. So, yeah. Um, now, let's go back to the interest rates really fast. Um, are, how are the mortgages? Are, are you finding that mortgages there are on a quick pace? Are you having trouble with appraisals up north? I mean, anything like that going on affecting closings? Not running into any issues right now whatsoever. Mortgage interest rates are good. Um, the um, uh, Surprisingly, the appraisals are doing well. I mean, you'd think that they would be, we'd have some issues with all these uh, accelerated prices going over list price, but we're really not that I'm that I'm aware of, and uh, uh, and so I, I would say that things right now are very stable. All right, well let's let's uh, cut it right there, and let's go right to break, folks. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we will be right back. So hang in there. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Running and Gary Callagher here. Gary, give out your phone number. I'm at two one eight three nine zero. 0615. I had a blank, I blanked out there for a minute. <laughs> On your own phone number? Yeah. Uh, and, and if you want to, if you want to talk real estate in the state of Florida, give me a call. It's 218-348-7653. So Gary, I, um, we were talking about uh, loans and is there anything that's delayed? And I, I agree with you. I Loans seem to be faster now than they have been in the past years. And down here, I don't know if you see this up there, but certain percentage of uh, down payment, um, there's no appraisal required for certain banks. Um, they more do a um, an online and a drive-by assessment without ever going into the house. Are you seeing any of that? Uh, no, not a lot of that. Um, not like we did, actually. You know, right. I know that we had uh, uh, that had been kind of a, a trend going back, you know, three four years. But we're certainly not seeing that. We're just seeing your old traditional um, appraisal. I think one of the things that we've seen it's not a big market and it's not a trend. I would call it, but um, there are certain properties where they're not require, requiring appraisals at all. And I think when you see the large down payments on houses, <clears throat> people with high credit scores, and then I think the um, uh, your your lenders have these metrics or data that they use, and they can tell if a house falls within a realm of value that they're they reasonably assured that it's going to be okay. And they so they've uh, I've had uh, a couple of transactions this year actually where no appraisal has been required. Right. Yep. So I, I think that that might be pushing things a little bit quicker too. Um, and I don't know that that uh, I think that appraisers are. Maybe the process more streamlined too. I don't know. It'd be interesting to talk to somebody and, and, and see. So, Gary, you were going to talk about a unique property. I want to hear about this. Well, Jim, up in Duluth, and this goes back into the seventies. This house was built when I was, in, you know, in junior high actually, and it's built by the builder George Hovland. And I think George Hovland, if sure. I remember correctly, recently passed away. Yeah, yes. Um, but this was a very big house when it was built, and uh, it was called the Mushroom House. And this house was uh, located up in the Kenwood neighborhood, and it was its address is 1401 Mississippi Avenue. And you know, as a kid growing up, when they built this, this, this was just a big thing. You, you know, as a kid, and over the years, you know, you drive by there, and 
Uh, I remember as a kid going by there, my grandparents would drive by there, and it's like, oh, there's the mushroom house. Let's go drive by the mushroom house. It was a big thing for all of us. Oh. Uh, and so recently, this thing, this property went on the market. I see it. I, I had to look it up because I've never heard of the mushroom house, and I have never seen this thing before. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, this, this thing, I think it, it went through a little bit of a modification here, uh, maybe 20 years ago or whatever but uh, uh, the list price on this was two seventy nine nine. but going through the pictures on this oh I mean this thing is just a blast from like the late 60s it to the early like, 70s and it still has that type of decor it looks know, like it looks like Fred Flintstone's house <laughs> well, I swear it, I mean these pictures look like I'm going back to the Flintstones folks you have to go online and pull up this house at 1401 Mississippi if you've never seen it before. It is insane. I'm going to share this around the office. You look at the garage with this when you drive into the garage, and yes, it does look like Tripe Flintstone. It house. does. You're absolutely right. Maybe but, it's the um, rubbles. I don't know. It's one of theirs. Oh, my. I, I, it's, I would be inter- interested to know what all of the construction is about because it looks like it's it's got a lot of insulation that's been you know what whatever type of texture they put over this thing on the on the exterior it almost looks a little bit like a bomb shelter as well but uh uh, uh, you know just the curves this has got a lot of circular circular like curves to it um and it's just a, a blast from the late 60s to the early 70s and uh circular stairways in it uh, uh and and so but the big thing i thought this house would be a great vacation rental talk <laughs> about being able to market this yeah. house as a vacation rental it just seems perfect for something like that and 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 the experience that you could have and the other thing i think it's it's a little bit removed from being in the actual neighborhood i mean you go up to kenwood you go down some of those streets and there's a lot of density and everything this one is a is a a little over half an acre of land and it's not it doesn't have neighbors right next to it so i think right uh, i look at this thing and i'm like boy this thing is perfect for a vacation rental type of a situation you know and it 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 shows it's pending now yes um And it was listed at two seventy nine nine, and the estimate online for what its value is is two eighty four seven. So apparently, those two numbers line up. Um, and that you know, and it's obviously by you know close to UMD. And but my gosh, what an interesting looking house! Well, when this hit the market, I thought there's no way that house is selling. And it hit the market. I think the listing date was like August 9th. Yep. And. Uh, my gosh, they had a contract accepted by uh, August twenty-first, and it's scheduled to close a little bit later this month in September. So uh, somebody out there saw something and and uh, uh, purchased it, and and uh, it just—I uh, mean, this house looks like it. <laughs> it's hard to explain. <laughs> it looks like it came out of a mold. It looks like a mushroom house. It looks I, like mushroom, yeah, but yes. it looks like it, it literally looks like it came out of a mold. I mean, and. I can't imagine if you were a home inspector going to do a home inspection on this thing, <laughs> what you would be thinking. Um, I mean, man, and and it looks like it's it looks like it's like um, wow. I, I can't explain how they did this. I mean, it 
It looks like the inside of a cave, too. It's just crazy. Wow. The mushroom hunt. Well, a right. unique home up here in the Twin Ports, and uh, it'd be cool to see if that could uh, get some press on it. But, uh, um, yeah, to have one of those in our community is pretty cool. So, Gary, uh, Gary have you, um, do you remember Johan Santana? Of course. So there's a there's an area down here. Actually, um, Debbie used to work there called Miramar Lakes, and a lot of baseball stars live there. Um, Derek Jeter has a house there, and now I just found out Johan Santana has a house there, um, and he loves the neighborhood so much he's put his house up for sale for five million nine ninety five. Um, it's nine thousand square feet because. He's going to build on a lot that I believe is right next door. Um, and this is a gated community, but listen listen to this. To get to Johan's house, you, you have to go through three gates. So there's gated communities inside of the gated community. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah. I guess so I can, yes. You have to go through the main gate... And you get into this development, and I've, I've been through here many times, so I know. Um, and then inside there, there's like two or three other sub-neighborhoods, I guess. I don't know what you'd call them. Um, and those also have gates to get through. And then so you go through two gates to get into his, in, into his little division. And then Johan Santana's house has got a gate at the door as well, at the driveway. So... Six million dollars, and uh, man, you can. It's a beautiful house, um, and he is going to build another one. So, a lot of former baseball players live there. It's just, it's, it's an interesting and very popular um, place to live. So, for uh, people that are well off, I guess is what you would say. Yeah. Well, interesting. Interesting. Um, I was reading through the. Um article of uh, oldest homes every week they publish a little uh, story on the oldest homes uh, across the country and there was one that, that was in a place called Phoenixville Pennsylvania Really, and uh, this house was built I think in like 1740 and it's just outside of Valley Forge it survived the war of Valley Forge and it was a, a house where they dealt with the um, underground railroad which will help save people from wow. slavery and, and everything like that. And looking through some of the pictures, I just thought, boy, you know, the, the amount of history of some of the houses that we have in this country, and, and primarily they're on the East Coast, in the Northeast part of the country, uh, is just, it's staggering. And to be able to go and visit some of these places and see that, um, you know, we talk about unique homes in this one here, but that was built in 1970. But you go back, uh, you know, 200 years prior to that, and it's like, man, what were they building these houses with? You know, what what was the makeup of it? Is some of the original wood still in it? Some of the concrete, some of the stone, you know, whatever. Um, and so, um, just very interesting to look at some of these old houses, and something I'd be interested in trying to uh, uh, go visit some of these at some point. That would, I mean, you know what? That is that is super interesting. I would love to go through that as well and you just think about the horrifying times that these folks were going through um wow and to aid them you know at the time would have been highly punishable too i'm sure as as uh you know the homeowner but wow that would be very interesting to see you know yeah 
Jim, one of the questions I had for you when you were talking about housing and construction down there in Florida is up here, you know, when you have attic insulation, I think we have like a minimum of an R R40 you have to have. Are you familiar with any of the insulation requirements that they have because there's so much heat and all the air conditioning yeah. is it very similar to what we have up here um you know what gary i'm going to save that answer for when we come back from our break folks you're tuned into the twin ports real estate show we'll be back to wrap it up so hang it hey welcome back to the last segment of the twin ports real estate show for this summer edition i would still call it summer even though it's uh um in september um actually it's uh it's um september 11th isn't it um yes yep. the day that we're recording 9 11 yep 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 exactly hmm. yeah um you were talking about insulation yeah i i would tell you that uh the insulation here is probably just as thick as it is uh up north i don't believe I, I i don't know the number the you know the 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 r value of of what the minimum has to be here i can find out but i just don't know off the top of my head but i know that when i i, I you know when i peek up in attics it, it looks very similar to what to what is up north and you're right um as much cold as um you know people in the northland are trying to keep out of their house uh in the winter with insulation uh, especially in the summer here when it's, you know, into the mid nineties, yeah, you're trying to keep that heat out as well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of insulation and, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, uh ductwork above your head, um, that's running through and it, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of filters, a lot of maintenance to do on your air conditioning, um, you know, in, in Florida and, uh, <laughs> Every neighborhood that you go through, you will see air conditioning um, companies stopped at houses. So everybody keeps up on their air conditioning because, man, when that goes out, you know it right away when it's when it's hot. So it doesn't take long for your house to, to warm up, just like it doesn't take long for it to cool down if you lose your furnace up there. So, Well, interesting to know some of the different construction standards. Uh, yeah, mostly block. Mostly block. If you got a frame house, then you're going to need a termite inspection. But with block, people don't. You don't need them. So, Jim, some uh, real quick statistics. Let me know if we're running out of time. Uh, we so got. Far, we got two minutes. So you got it quick. In Duluth, we've sold 895 homes so far this year with an average sale price of two hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. Hermantown, we sold 82 houses with an average sale price of four hundred eleven thousand. Uh, two Harbors, 72 houses sold this year with an average sale price of $253,000. That's a huge number in Cloquet. Two Harbors. Two Harbors is doing well. Yeah. Cloquet, 146 houses sold with an average wow. sale price of uh, $214,000. And Jim, we've sold eight houses in cotton this year. Wow. Average sale price in cotton is $282,000. So... Uh, some lake Good properties markets. probably in there too, yeah, huh? Well, you got some lake river properties up there as well. Yeah, yeah. lake and river properties, those are good ones. Uh, when it comes to uh, active listings, Jim, currently uh, active listings, we have 85 active listings in the city of Duluth. Average uh, price is $339,000. And uh, overall in our whole market, we've sold 1,451 homes this year and uh, average sale price is $284,000. All right. Well, that, that wraps us up. Gary, before we go, give out your phone number real quick. 
I can be reached at 218-390-0615. And down here in Florida, you can reach me at 218-348-7653. Everybody have a great weekend. And Gary, it's all right, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk next week.